Team, welcome to the Freedom Hunt Las Vegas edition, Monday, October 25th. Thank you so much for being here. We've got much to discuss, including Fauci on the hot seat because of a horrifically cruel experiment that he was at least supposed to stop the funding of, I guess we could say. We've also got updates on how Florida is fighting back against these Crazy COVID mandates. You've got the Democrats rushing to get their massive spending bill in front of Biden before he goes off on a trip to Europe and so much more, friends. So today is a stacked show, and that is how we do it here on the Buck Sexton Show. But I have to tell you, before we get into all of that, uh, you've got to check out my friends at OneShare Health. For hardworking Americans, finding health care can be an expensive struggle. It can feel like you don't have any real choice at all. That's why I'm introducing our friends at OneShare Health. As a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they're a nonprofit dedicated to helping thousands of Americans find affordable health care and support their members' communities through charity and volunteer missions. Their ACA exempt programs are perfect for small business owners, the self employed, or anyone who's just fed up with the broken traditional health care system. Don't worry about ridiculous Obamacare mandates or penalties. Get the most out of your hard-earned money with health care for just $115 a month for you or $239 for your family. Get $75 off your enrollment fee with promo code BUCK. Call 833-230-4455 now or go online to OneShareHealth.com for a fast quote in seconds. That's 833-230-4455 or OneShareHealth.com with promo code BUCK. For your special offer, live well, pay less, see how much you'll save, and put the freedom of choice back in your hands. Now, Fauci is an evil little tyrant. I've been saying it for a long time now. You know that. People have said to me, oh, Buck, you're just kidding. You don't think he's actually a bad person, do you? Well, what he's doing as a bureaucrat who is ruining millions of lives and businesses and putting people through immense psychological distress and allowing Democrats to gleefully weaponize an authoritarianism on the basis of defending us from COVID when clearly that hasn't worked, but they've gotten all the power that they would from this process. Yeah, I I think that he is the absolute worst. And I want to tell you about this experiment. I'm going to give you a, a content warning here because if you were trying to devise a, a sick and twisted and awful thing to do that didn't involve humans, but involved animals, This would be uh, pretty high up on the list. I mean, this is horrific in a way that I think even my description of it to you now may stay with you for some time. I've already had people reach out to me and tell me this really bothered them. They thought about this before they went to sleep. So content warning. You can always fast forward if you want on the podcast and we'll only spend a few minutes on this. But here is the story, uh, courtesy of the Daily Mail. Dr. Anthony Fauci is under fire. Uh, After the White Coat Waste Project exposed the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, uh, NIAD, which is the agency that Fauci oversees, spent millions of taxpayer dollars on four experiments involving beagle puppies. One of the alleged experiments involved a painful and unnecessary debarking procedure called a cordectomy, while others used the dogs as bait for flesh-eating sandflies. In response, a group of 24 lawmakers are demanding Fauci provide answers about the experiments uh, that they believe are cruel and a represent a reprehensible misuse of taxpayer funds. So the White Coast, a white coat waste project and subsequent media coverage from this is now talking about one point six eight million dollars spent on these tests that happened in Tunisia. 
you had beagles force-fed drugs before they were killed and dissected. And look, this is what happened. All right, they the NIAD, which is the agency that Dr. Fauci oversees, was sending money to some testing group in Tunisia, not a place you'd think of as cutting edge for medical uh, medical research, but anyway, a group that was doing this in Tunisia. And they took, and this is the really horrific thing, I mean, they took dogs, beagle, puppies, and they wedged their heads into cages. They removed their vocal cords so the dogs couldn't bark because uh, the barking from all the pain was bothering the scientists, quote, scientists who were doing this. And then their faces were eaten uh, alive by sand fleas. Now, this is disgusting. And I, I would, if I saw someone doing this or engaged in this, I think they would uh, have to run from me because there would be violence directed against them from me because this is disgusting and horrific beyond words. Fauci's NIAD funded this, sent them money to do this. I understand what the Fauci response is going to be. I know what he's going to say. Oh, I didn't know about this. You know, just like you didn't know about the gain of function research going on in Wuhan. Why are we sending taxpayer dollars? Let me let me ask this question. Why are we sending taxpayer dollars for medical experiments that are horrific for these cruel and in some cases, reckless, dangerous, perhaps, you know, world threatening medical experiments. You talk about Wuhan and the gain of function research that was going on there. Fauci didn't know about that either. Who, who does know? Find me the person. I worked at the CIA. I know how the game is played. There's always someone who's signing off on something. They may say, oh, it's just the group or it's just the office or the whatever. Find me the person. I want to know. Who in the United States government read the proposal about having beagles, beagle puppies' faces eaten off slowly by flies as some kind of medical research? I want to know who that person is. I want to know what their name is. And I want to know if they ever had contact with Dr. Anthony Fauci about these experiments. We should know those things. And you could say, oh, Buck, but we have a, a pandemic going on. These are animals. we got to worry about humans. Hmm. No, as you all understand, without me even saying it, the way a person treats animals shows you their character so clearly. And that NIAD, a U.S. health organization, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, could send a dollar, one dollar, to an organization that would do this kind of unbelievably cruel testing is a reminder of the kinds of bureaucrats that we have in charge of health policy. They don't care. They are separated from the consequences of these decisions. It's not their money. And they have a clinical and somewhat ruthless mentality about all of these things. And why am I bringing this up? Why do I think this matters? Because the same kind of people who could work for a government agency that would approve this sort of experiment, never mind the Wuhan experimenting on, on viruses to make them more lethal, which is completely insane, gain of function. They were doing that. We know they were doing that. And this was funded by the U.S. government. But but put all that aside for a second. The, the kind of person who could do those, or not put it aside, but put a pin in it, because the kind of person who could do those things is also the kind of person who could tell you that you aren't allowed as a healthy young person to say goodbye to a sick grandparent or a sick parent who has COVID 
not allowed. Too dangerous, you see. You're not allowed to make that. Well, what if I wear the magic masks that we all wear, shouldn't I? And I'll wear the gloves. I'll do all that. Too dangerous. Say goodbye to your loved one over FaceTime if you're lucky. The same kind of people that'll tell you that church or, or synagogue or mosque or, or a temple or wherever you go, too dangerous during a pandemic. Sorry. Go, uh, go into a big box store. That's really safe. Congregate in there and then go home and get fat and get no sunlight and be depressed and miserable and maybe overdose on drugs or develop a drinking habit. The same people, the same bureaucrat tyrants that are okay with that are the ones who would see this kind of experiment going on in Tunisia and not be sick to their stomachs. And they're in the government, friends. They exist. Fauci, I know he plays the little smirking grandfather sometimes. This guy's a bad person. You know, I know I joke around and make fun of him and do the voice and everything else, and I'll continue to do that because he deserves to be mocked relentlessly. But he also has lost his moral compass. He has taken that most dangerous of positions for an unaccountable government figure where everything he does, no matter how painful to the individual, no matter how destructive, no matter how wrong, is justified because of what he perceives as the greater good, because of what he perceives as a worthwhile trade-off. And say, well, does he ever tell us that that's what's going on? No. Doesn't have to. Sit down and shut up, peasant. Or maybe I'll take your beagles away. That's what Fauci's really telling America all the time in one way or another. You think you're going to see your loved ones this holiday? Maybe not. It's appalling. There are some who are fighting against it. Governor Ron DeSantis making a case that, well, sounds very much like the case I've been making on this show for many months now. And that is on a scientific basis. The fact that vaccine mandates, the fact that I was subject to a vaccine mandate in New York City, even though I have a clear test of COVID and have COVID antibodies. The fact that that was the reality, that's unscientific. That is policy panic masquerading as science. Well, here is Governor Ron DeSantis making a case that should be made here about all this. Play clip two. More than anything, this is an individual choice. Uh, Your livelihood should not be dependent on whether you get a COVID shot, much less in the future if these mandates take hold, whether you get your yearly booster or booster every six months or whatever they're going to make you do. Uh, This is a personal decision. Number two, what Biden's doing is unconstitutional, and we have a responsibility as a state to fight back against federal overreach. But then number three, this is not good for the economy. This is just bad policy. You have a lot of businesses that actually need people, particularly in health care. And what, you're going to give people walking papers in the middle of this? So I think it's bad all around. And I think that, yes, we're going to be doing litigation against the Biden administration, which is important. But we also need to do legislation to provide protections for folks in Florida. Protections for folks in Florida. Um, by the way, do we do we have uh, uh, control room? Because I'm I'm in I'm in Las Vegas, so we're going to kind of do this as slow. But control room. Do we do we have the clip where Ron DeSantis says on a scientific basis vaccine mandates should make exceptions for those who have already had COVID? We don't have that clip. That's strange because it says so on my list. This is what happens. You're doing a show from Vegas. You're connecting your team in New York. So let's get back to what Ron DeSantis is doing, shall we? Uh, We have Governor DeSantis offering a $5,000 bonus to any police officer to relocate to Florida 
who lost their job because of another state's mandate. So he's actually recruiting those who have been uh, subject to these mandates and lost their jobs. That's what's actually happening. He is recruiting those who are losing their professions, in many cases who have natural immunity, I would add, um, or just those who are standing up against the mandate because they think that it's wrong. And he's going to bring them to the state of Florida. Florida's becoming this bastion of freedom. I mean, the same thing in Texas. Texas was a little late to the party, but they've been making up ground recently. Now you have two states, the two two very important states, that are getting rid of, uh, in the process of at least, getting rid of all vaccine mandates. It's a powerful thing. We'll come back to this in a moment, though. You know, I've gotten to know Mike Lindell well over the years, and MyPillow is an amazing company. Uh, Mike and his team have been a game changer when it comes to my sleep because they fit me for my very own MyPillow. I've got all kinds of other products out there, the mattress topper, the Giza Dream sheets. I'm in a hotel right now because I'm staying in Vegas. The sheets, yeah, it's a, it's a nice Vegas Strip hotel. The sheets are way better at home because they're Giza Dream sheets. The My Slippers, I put them on every morning when I go to make my coffee. Sleep is really important to me. I'm sure it's very important to you, too. It's critical for your immunity, your sense of well-being. You want the best sleep you can get. Mike Lindell will help you with that. If you've never tried a MyPillow, you've got to try one. And then try these other products, too. You'll love them. Plus, they all come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like them, you send them back. But you're going to love them. Go to MyPillow.com right now. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. There's a whole lot of offers there, up to 66% off products like their pillows, mattress topper, and Giza sheets. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Again, that's MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square. Enter promo code BUCK for these great radio specials. Oh, we actually have the clip that I like. We're going to play the clip that I like now. Yay, let's do it. Well, first, I think it's important to point out on a scientific basis, most of those first responders have had COVID and have recovered. So they have strong protection. Uh, and so I think that influences their decision on a lot of this, that they have already had it and recovered. Uh, and so they're, not, they're making no accommodations for that. They're still pretending like that doesn't even exist. Uh, and so that's really, really troubling. No accommodations. See, there we go. That's what I was talking before. No accommodations for those with natural immunity. They just don't care. They don't care. Do you take the shot or else? Fauci's now saying, oh, we're going to get kids to get. I, I, I think I think in the next few weeks, maybe. Yeah, they're going to approve shots for kids. Children do not need these shots. They do not need them. People who keep bringing up, um, you know, other diseases. I mean, here's an example. I have all these people who think, oh. Here's here's really what's going on. Just I, I spent some time last night talking to an MD friend of mine, brilliant guy, and I said, "Look, you know, what they're doing is treating COVID right now. There are people who think that COVID is like measles, and now there are measles cases cases that pop up here and there. But we've effectively gotten rid of measles as a public health crisis, and everyone's getting vaxxed against it now. As you know, you get vaxxed once, not boosters, not." But measles is also a very stable disease, meaning it does not have these seasonal variations and mutations that we've already seen with COVID. So that's quite different, right? That, that's a part, and it also took a long time to get to the point where measles was largely eradicated. But it's a different virus. It's different, a different epidemiological challenge. People think we're going to get this to be like measles, where you have, you know, 100 cases a year of COVID. If only we all get the shots. Never going to happen. Think of the flu. It's going to be like flu. We're going to have hits, and we're going to have people that are lost to it, and some people get the shot, some people won't. Sometimes the shot will work, sometimes it won't. That's what we're facing with this. People need to understand that. But they've been so conditioned by Fauci to believe, and not to, by the way, Fauci's just the biggest mouthpiece for it all. There's all these others, too. There's the, you know, these, the CDC director, Walensky, and uh, 
the Surgeon General, they're all singing from the same sheet of music. They're convincing people that if only they listen to them, they will get rid of all this stuff. They'll get rid of it. All the virus. It'll be gone. Just do what we say. Unfortunately, that is not true. It's just not the case. Fauci can say it as much as possible, as much as he wants, but it's not going to change the uh, reality of this. And we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening with it. Uh, It looks like the Democrats have a bill, uh, agreed on at least, and you're going to see, what about, uh, I think it's $1.7 trillion they're talking about now. So less than the original, but you're going to see them rolling this out. And remember, the Democrats went ahead with their initial $1.9 trillion of spending earlier this year without any Republican input, really. So they've created this political storm for themselves. But they're going to spend too much money. That's for sure. They're going to spend a lot of money, and they are uh, going to act like this is some kind of a huge victory. But there was a tweet over the weekend that got a lot of attention from Jack Dorsey, basically saying hyperinflation is coming. And this is the Democrats' nightmare. Because all their all their promises, everything that they say they will accomplish uh, going forward is based upon the promise that they're going to be able to spend all this money and they're going to give you all this stuff and only rich people are going to suffer or pay for it, but suffer financially. That's not true, but it really becomes not true when you start to see the way inflation kicks in. It really starts to be clearly dishonest when people are spending 15 percent more, 30 percent more, whatever it may be, on gas, on groceries. Then all of a sudden people say, hold hold on a second. You mean that there isn't some magic money tree the government has that it's just because the big, bad, mean Republicans act like Ebenezer Scrooge. Otherwise, we could just give all the free money out to everybody. Yeah, that's one version of it. The other is you can listen to Janet Yellen, the Treasury secretary, who is trying to tell everybody it's no big deal. Uh, here, here's the, you know, once once a month, maybe once a quarter, a somewhat real question gets asked on CNN by fake Tapper. And here he is talking to Treasury Secretary uh, Yellen. Mr. Mr. Crash, could we play CNN's Tapper to Treasury Secretary Yellen, please? Yes, sir. Inflation, of course, is growing at its fastest pace in 30 years. If the American economy is already overheating, is spending even more money potentially pouring gas on the inflation fire? Well, the additional spending in the infrastructure package and in the Build Back Better package, um, both of those are spending over 10 years, not in a single year. Uh, The rescue package uh, did involve substantial spending this year. And um, let's remember that... uh, a benefit of that package is that unemployment is declined to 4.8%, that Americans tell us they feel confident they can find jobs. What, what America does she live in? Because everyone right now feels like the economy is weak. Just go around, see what the cost of things are, see how the jobs market's acting state to state. There are places that you still have millions of unfilled jobs. Why would you have millions of unfilled jobs? Why does that make any sense? Uh, well, there's, of course, the COVID hysteria, but Democrats are responsible for for making that worse than it would otherwise be. But there are also people who have been paid to stay home. We've essentially run a massive experiment in 
in both universal basic income and modern monetary theory. We, we are playing around the outer edges of the kinds of financial experimentation that leads to ruin, and they just don't want you to know about it. That's why the Jack Dorsey tweet, I think, is getting so much attention. That's why people are spending time thinking about, uh, spending time thinking about what this is going to look like in the future. Um, I also have the Virginia governor's race on my mind. It's going to be just a couple of weeks here. They're going to decide who the governor of Virginia is. So interesting to see how Barack Obama shows up, and he's supposed to be the Democrats, you know, Superman. Barack Obama shows up, and he's clearly going to tip the scales in favor of the Democrat candidate. Uh, That's not what we've ever seen in history, actually. Barack Obama was very successful running himself. He was never successful in helping other Democrats. That was actually not something that fell within his skill set or his ability. But here he is doing the usual, speaking on behalf of just the slimy, dishonest Terry McAuliffe. Uh, Play clip eight, please. We don't have time to be wasting on these phony, trumped-up culture wars. This fake outrage that the right-wing media peddles to juice their ratings. And the fact that he's willing to go along with it, instead of talking about serious problems that actually affect serious people, that's a shame. That's not what this election's about. That's not what you need, Virginia. Instead of forcing our communities to cut back at a time when we're just starting to recover, We should be doing more to support people who are educating our kids and keeping our neighborhoods safe. More free stuff. That's it. It's the Obama pitch. It's the Democrat pitch. More free stuff. Don't worry about what's happening to the economy around you. Don't worry about what's happening to our fiat currency. That's where we're heading. Free stuff. Hmm. That, uh, That sounds problematic to me, friends. But beyond that, is it... A culture war issue for uh, rather a phony trumped up culture war for parents to not want their kids to be indoctrinated with CRT. Is that really what we're going to refer to this as? And can we also take a step back for a moment and just think about how Barack Obama, the Democrats, they'll talk about the phony culture wars, but they want you to use plural pronouns for individuals now or else you're a bad person. You're a bigot. They want you to uh, announce your pronouns all the time as if you need to do that. But then they're going to lecture us about the culture wars, the phony trumped up culture wars. These people are despicable, honestly. I mean, Democrats, when they talk about this stuff, have no connection to the reality around them whatsoever. But this is what they do. Oh, and then on the specific issue of Loudoun County, Barack Obama showing up in Virginia to try to help Terry McAuliffe, saying it's a phony trumped up culture issue. A school board covered up the sexual assault of a, uh, a minor female in school because they didn't want to have anything get in the way of their transgender bathroom policy. They, they hid facts from parents so they could, they hid a rape from parents. And there were two of them, by the way, by the same student now, allegedly. They, they hid, the, hid that from them because they didn't want to get in the way of the wokeness of the transgender bathroom policy. And Barack Obama wants to lecture you on how it's a fake, phony, trumped up culture war issue. Give me a break. I always want to say these are these are intellectually and morally unserious people, but they are deadly serious about taking more control over your life and kicking at the load bearing walls of American civilization. They are very serious about that. That is for sure. Well, I'm out here in Vegas, so I'm going to be uh, I wish I could tell you I was going to do fun things, go to slot machines and that. Not that that's fun. 
and uh, go to some shows and things like that. But no, I'm I'm going to be working. I'm at the Stansbury Conference out here, so I'm going to go see people there, speak on some panels, talk to the wonderful folks that are all gathered together. And that'll be fun. Uh, so that's what I'm doing here. Thanks for uh, tuning in today. Sorry about some of the tech issues, but I'll uh, back with you tomorrow, same time and place. Shields high.